Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And this is a bit of a departure. This is a bit of a departure. The games for Sunday are not yet over. The games for Sunday are not yet over, but I have heard enough today to do a podcast. Enough to do a podcast. Uh, I'll probably have a review later tonight, but I've heard enough to do a podcast to start with where I'm going. Let's roll the clock back to 2014. 2014. Where were you in 2014? Probably about July. July of 2014, somewhere along those lines. Uh, Jennifer, friend of mine, and I went up to watch Kane County play against the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. No, 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 no. The Beloit Snappers at their at Beloit's old park, not their new park. And on the way up, I was telling Jen, who is a very knowledgeable baseball fan, don't expect a whole lot out of this pitcher tonight, at least as far as strikeouts. He's getting used to the getting used to the lay of the land. Um, he's young for the age le- uh, for the league level, and you know we were just just giving her a little bit of heads up on what we were expecting. And that night, Jen Ho sang was fantastic. I think he used his knuckle curve a couple of times. The snappers hitters had absolutely nothing they could do with pretty much all of his offerings. And when Sang was done after about five or so innings, I had to go for a walk. Jen, I gotta just mentally sort things because when information comes in in too heavy of a dose, it has to sort itself out. Kind of like when you have your um, your computer and you defrag it. You defragment your computer and the thing that used to be up here, now it's going to get moved down there. And it, it just takes a while and you have to mentally sort the information. In, there were The games were largely paired today. Iowa played against the Indianapolis Indians, Pirates affiliate. And despite a grand slam by Trace Thompson, Iowa ended up losing. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it later. Data point one, Alexander Canario. Let's see. I missed his First at bat, I think. Yes, one of his bats. One of his at bats um, got the ball off the end of the bat, took it to just short of the track. Hmm. Okay, normally if you get the ball off the end of the bat, the ball doesn't travel very far. Took it to the track. Hmm. Okay, I'll. 
data point. Okay. All righty. Uh, I think it was his third at bat. He hit an absolute seed down the third baseline, right at the third baseman who turned it into a double play. Okay. Data sort. Information. Hmm. Okay, Alexander Canario having a fairly decent day, even though it hasn't shown up as such on the scorecard. Fourth time up, eighth inning, three run homer. Th this one wasn't a whole lot different from the, it probably he hit it less hard than the one that was like 108 off the bat and went fourth 40. But this one ended up in the Tiki Hut. If you've ever seen a game at South Bend, if you get the ball anywhere near the Tiki Hut, that's a homer anywhere. If you get the ball anywhere near the Tiki Hut, that's a home run anywhere. Okay. Data sort. Data sort. Data sort. Uh, as the Iowa and South Bend games were finishing up, I had a tough call. I had a really tough call because, as it turned out, Caleb Killian and Daniel Palencia were both starting on Sunday. Now, many times, many times, you give me Daniel Palencia or Caleb Killian starting, that is my priority game. Those two, I don't know enough about them. I don't know enough about them. Period. Those two going opposite I mean, at the same time, whew. Uh, so what I did was the first inning I listened to Caleb Killian because I, well, he was running unopposed, effectively, to use a political term, for the first half hour. So I listened to Caleb Killian, um, 95, 96, um, Command less than what I was used to, less than I was expecting. Uh, got out of the first inning, four, you know, strikeout, walk, two grounders, you know, n nothing, nothing major. So, I, okay, I, in a little bit of information to sort there, data sort, data sort, data sort. Then I decided at the four o'clock hour, I wanted to listen to. Daniel Palencia, because he's one of those guys, I'd heard rumors, I'd heard this, I'd heard that, but I'd never actually had a Daniel Palencia game to follow. So, Daniel Palencia, it is. 98, 98, 99, 98, 100, strikeout. Wow. <laughs> Daniel Palencia and Greg Dykeman, who is, I don't know if he's in the starting lineup for the Cubs tonight or not, but he's probably going to be in the starting lineup quite a bit down the stretch for the Cubs. When people talk about trades, 
When people talk about baseball trades, when people talk about baseball deadline trades in seasons where for a certain specific team, it didn't play out right. Sometimes fans take the trades as if they are supposed to divorce themselves from the positive feelings they have about certain players from back before. Nowhere is that written anywhere. Nowhere is that written anywhere. Andrew Chafin, who, when the Cubs brought him in, in, I don't know, was that January, February? I should probably look that up. Um, the Cubs brought in Andrew Chafin. What was your thought? This guy's going to completely change the bullpen. No, that wasn't your thought. Well, he's a lefty. Maybe he'll be okay. Now, I just kept waiting for Daniel, or for Andrew Chafin to pancake. Andrew Chafin for the Cubs in 2021 did not pancake. His last outing was his worst, but he didn't pancake. In July, Andrew Chafin was traded for Greg Dykeman and Daniel Palencia. Daniel Palencia is throwing 98, 99, 100. He pitched three innings, which was his longest outing of the season. He fanned six hitters. His pitch count of 63 was his largest of the season. I think he's had like, uh, remembers back to the screen that I saw 45 minutes ago, seven starts. This would be about his seventh start. Maybe this is his eighth start. Somewhere in that range. He's generally been trending up as far as pitch count. And I think his high in the Oakland organization had been 58. Don't quote me on it. It could be 59, but it was not 60 and it was high 50s. So when Palencia, who at pitch 49 was still sitting 98. Pitch 49, still sitting 98. He gave up a run. He balked twice, had a couple of wild pitches. He is not a finished piece, not even remotely. But the Cubs received Daniel Palencia and... Greg Dykeman for effectively two months of Andrew Chafin. Two months of Andrew Chafin. Alexander Canario, who hit another home run. He hasn't gone hitless in a game since the Cubs acquired him. In the South Bend game, even before I woke up, Andrew, no, Alexander Vizcaino started for South Bend. Three batters, three outs, two strikeouts. Alexander Vizcaino and Kevin Alcantara came over for Anthony Rizzo. You're not required to give up your Anthony Rizzo jersey. 
by any stretch. Anthony Rizzo is something to be cherished. His time with the Cubs was fantastic. And on his way out the door, he brought back two quality pieces. Some days are better than others. Sometimes I have to stop and data sort even though there are two games going on right now. Caleb Killian didn't have a great game today, so it doesn't look like. Brennan Davis had a double and threw a guy out at the plate on a on an attempted sacrifice fly. Data sort, data sort, data sort. But um, today was one of the good days. Today was one of the good days. Get to the end of the day, end of the game. Um... Daniel Palencia took. Da- Daniel Palencia has been what well, was far better today than I was expecting he would have been. The 98, 99, 100 was not even close to being forced. He was a bit scatter armed. Uh, didn't hit anybody. Uh, had a couple three ball counts. Had uh, walked some hitters. Um, but when you do the give players up at the deadline thing. You're hoping to get some interesting, some intriguing talent back. And every trade so far, every trade so far, pretty much every piece so far, I haven't, um, um, the guy the Cubs got from the White Sox, uh, well, Madrigal obviously hasn't played, but the lefty from Alabama, uh, I have my own way of remembering his name, but I'm not remembering it right now. Um, haven't seen him pitch. I, I I don't really have any awareness of him yet, but the players who have pitched, Anderson Espinoza is scheduled to start Tuesday against Fort Wayne, the team who he had previously been with. The trades so far are looking okay. Which isn't to say you have to divorce yourself from any positive feelings from the players who have left. Pete Crow Armstrong hasn't played. For the Cubs. Nick Madrigal hasn't played for the Cubs. Bailey Horn hasn't pitched yet for the Cubs. At least that I know of. They might have snuck him in for a batter, but I don't think so. Um, It's getting there. It's getting there. And for the rest of the season, it's assess the players that are on hand to decide whether they belong on into the future or not. And I... I've had some back and forths regarding Ian Happ. I have some opinions that differ from other people's on uh, Jake Arrieta. <laughs> if they're if they continue to pitch him, they're definitely trying to dive for five. Um, but so far, the return on almost all of the trades has been fantastic. 
Will that mean anything in five or six years? I don't know. Baseball doesn't work that way. If you want to find out what's going on in four or five years, wait four or five years, and you'll find out. But you can't look at a pitcher's first outing in low A ball with a team and properly assess what he will be doing on into the future. He asked me, Daniel Palencia, 98, 99, 100, um... Got up to 63 pitches today. I could see him as a reliever that possibly you bring in in the sixth inning. Let him pitch the sixth and the seventh. And sit down for three days. I can see that happening. I can see, or possibly bring him in the eighth and just, just throw, just throw 99-100. Just throw 99 you know. If he's able to keep 98 in the tank. For his 49th pitch, velocity's not going to be a concern. Because if he's ever told, well, we only want you to go out there and make two innings worth of pitches at 98, 99, 100. Well, you know how that works. Um, I don't know how the trades are going to work out. I don't know who's going to be the guys that make the most sense long term. But so far, it has been amazing what the Cubs have gotten back so far. And Caleb Killian, who I was really looking forward to, I had to bypass him today largely because I was more interested in Palencia. Baseball is a long, deliberate game. Development takes a long time. People are asking me, when will... Brennan Davis get called up to, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know what there, presumably there's a box or two that has to get checked still. I don't know what. The longer he stays in Tennessee, the longer he's not going to Chicago, that's for sure. And um, keeping him eligible for everything next year, regardless of the labor situation, ought to be the goal. Alexander Canario, fantastic day. Alexander Vizcaino, very good day. Daniel Palencia, shocking. Shocking. Some days are better than others. Today was a really good one for the Cubs pipeline. I will fill you in on final scores and stuff when they're all done. But until then... Enjoy the Cubs-Sox game. Be safe, be nice to others, and have a great week.